0: Welcome to Woodland Church. Here is today's message. Tonight is New Year's Eve, if you have not been aware of that so far. And I have been looking forward to this service for quite some time. And what I love about New Year's Eve is every year on New Year's Eve or leading up to New Year's Eve, millions of people, possibly even billions, on New Year's Eve decided to make a change for the new year. Uh, you have probably done this at some point in time in your life where you're saying, hey, next year, I'm going to change this in my life. Uh, gym memberships usually kick off January 1st, and by February 15th, they they're getting canceled. Um, But every year, people love to make a change to start something new in their life as they go into the new year. Now, I do think that 2020 changed everything. Um, A lot of people in 2020 were like, 2020 is my year. It's gonna be the greatest year ever. Do you guys remember what happened in 2020? COVID hit. The nation, the world, governments shut down, spent a bunch of money. I'm not going to complain about the inflation because of that, but 2020 was like the worst year. Everyone who, who, uh, who acclaimed in January, 2020 is my year. Uh, it quickly changed. And then I kind of feel like since then, like 2021, people kind of went into 2021 a little bit like skittish, like nobody were, were like making claims, 2021's my year, because everyone was still like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen. And I feel like the same thing happened last year. Like people are like, what's gonna happen, right? No one's, no one's making any sort of big claims about the upcoming year. Um, even as I think about 2023, Man, my, I'm just saying me personally. My mind wanders. I'm just sitting there thinking like, like, like what's going on with this Ukraine situation? Uh, China. I think a lot about China. Brad, <laughs> Brad you can't be saying that. I, I always think of <laughs> of Trump saying China. <laughs> China. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just that's like literally what my mind jumps to am I the only one who when you hear the word China You just think of our past president saying China on the uh, news there. It just it just makes me totally laugh But I do I think about China and I think about like Taiwan and I just think about the world events that are simply taking place um, And my mom posted a picture that I wanted to kind of read to you guys here, it says, nobody claim 2023 as your year. We're all going to walk in real slow, be good, be quiet, be cautious, and re- respectful, and touch, and don't touch anything. And I was like, hmm, that is, that is true. So maybe you guys have some big plans for 2023. I remember a couple years ago, I challenged us as a church to read the Bible in a year I know many of you took on that challenge, and some of you made it through, and some, some didn't, but I would still call that a win because I think that year many of us spent more time in the Word than what we had previously. Well, this year I have got a challenge for us, and I wanted to kind of let you know how this came about here. So it was in July, and I was having ice cream, which I'm telling you guys, the Lord speaks when you eat ice cream. Like, that's like, if you're ever wondering, like, hey, Lord, I want you to really, to really speak to me. Go down to Frosty Treats, bump into a couple of church people, start having a conversation, and the Lord speaks. And that was literally what had happened on that evening. We bumped into some, some church people, we started talking. And in the midst of that conversation, I really felt like the Lord was pressing this on my heart for our church And specifically for 2023 as we were approaching it and the conversation it was the conversation went all over the place but as I think about New Year's Eve I thought I wanted I wanted to share this message on this day as we prepare for the new year as we think about what is coming up this upcoming year I want us to be talking about prayer tonight I think as we look to the new year, this is a vital, vital sermon for us as we go into the new year. So, please turn with me tonight to Hebrews chapter 11. Please, please stand and we're going we're gonna to look at Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 6 here. And we're going to read what the Word of God says this evening. Yeah through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gift. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks in verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended for having pleased God. Verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. Let us pray. Father, tonight, Lord, as we look to Your Word, as we look to You, Father, speak to our hearts tonight. Lord, minister to us. Encourage us. Challenge us through Your Word, through Your Holy Spirit this evening. Father, I desire to see you to do a work in our lives and in our hearts. I ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So if you've ever read Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11 is known as the faith chapter in the Bible. If you you read it, you will see over and over by faith. By faith Abraham, by faith Noah, by faith they crossed the red sea all of the greats of the bible is pretty much listed here most of them in hebrews chapter 11 and it reminds us over and over and over that everything that was great done through god's people was done by faith we even see that here and right away in verse 4 it says by faith abel offered to god a more acceptable sacrifice than cain the which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gift. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. From the very beginning, the first two sons of Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, they made this this sacrifice to the Lord, this, this offering to him, and God instantly makes it clear that his, Abel's, was acceptable because it came in faith even in verse 5 it says by faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death and he was not found because God had taken him this whole idea of faith is just so prevalent throughout scripture but here we see that it is by faith God operates is by faith Enoch is, is, is taken. And you may be sitting there wondering, I haven't even heard of, of this Enoch guy. Genesis chapter 5, there's like one verse about him. Like we don't get a whole lot of information. But we do know that he was a man who lived by faith. We even understand here in verse 3, it was by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what was seen was not made out of things that are visible. I love this one because in the age that we live in and in the times that we, that we dwell in, God's people understand that it was by faith. We trust Him that He created this universe. Things didn't just happen out of, out of absolutely nowhere. We trust it because we come to it and we believe it in faith. I always like that one because, you know, People in the sometimes in the scientific community are like oh yeah well we know exactly what happened 4.5 <laughs> billion years ago and it's just like hmm man that's a that's a big faith right there that's like a, <laughs> you were there 4.5 billion years ago like it's like everything that you're saying with with absolute confidence it's like it's like some people have faith in that and I put faith in the Word of God and even here it says by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. God spoke, and it happened. But how do we know that? By faith. But what is faith? What is this, this faith spoken about? Hebrews 11, 1 gives us that answer. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. When you study the Word of God and when you look at this word, assurance, throughout the Bible in a much broad sense, it is basically a confidence. Faith is a confidence. Confidence in what? It's a confidence in things not even seen. It's a confidence and it's this assurance in the Lord. The Lord said it. I believe it. I trust it can you see him nope how do you know faith I have faith I have assurance I have confidence in what he has done and what he has said that is what faith is it is confidence in the past and the assurance of things hope for you guys may or may not know this but as a Christian like your entire future our future is in the hope of our Savior. Can we see the future? Nope. Have we been to heaven? Nope. But His Word says it. Jesus promised it. And that's our hope. Now, how, why is that? Well, it all comes down to faith. Faith is just simply fully trusting our Lord. This is not a passive thought. This isn't like, well, yeah, I think God might have done this. Yeah, I I think Jesus is real. Yeah, I, I, I think his word is true. It is this unwavering confidence in the Lord. Zero doubts. He is as real as the air we are breathing right now. I just, I think about that. Do we believe that he's real? And I mean like just really believe it. We're like no matter what takes place, no matter what happens, it's this unwavering confidence in him. Not confidence in what we can see, not confidence in, in, um, in like apologetics. It's just the Lord said it, and I'm assured. I trust it. I believe him. You might be sitting there thinking, well, what does this have to do with prayer? I thought, I thought we're talking about prayer, and you're talking about faith here tonight. Well, I, I bring this up because I know people struggle in prayer. I know oftentimes people are, are saying, Pastor, man, like, I want to pray. My prayer life just isn't really that strong. The reality is this, and this may be a hard one for us to really swallow, we don't pray because we don't believe if you have faith you pray if we lack faith we don't pray I I share this because the lack of prayer in our life is just evidence of lack of faith it's not a lack of time it's not a lack of lack of discipline the lack of prayer within people's lives is a lack of faith in the one. It's a lack of believing he's true, and he's real, and he's listening, and he cares, and he loves, and he died for you. Think about John Wesley. I, I love reading about some of the old church people. If you have never read about the old church people, and what I mean by that is you look at some of these old church fathers. Um, I mostly focus in on from the 1500s onward. But, but John Wesley was a man of prayer. He led many revivals. He did some amazing work. The Lord used him in mighty ways. But he would wake up every day at 4 and pray from 4 until 6 a.m. to To him it was vital to him is if I'm not praying man I'm 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 missing out he actually said he said this on prayer he said prayer is the grand means of drawing near to God he also said prayer is the breath of our spiritual life prayer is so vital to our walk with Christ So vital. I want to turn real quick to the Gospel of Mark. And I want to give us an image tonight of what prayer looks like. In Mark chapter 10, this is verses 13 through 15. I want to read this to us. It says, And they were bringing the children to him, that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and he blessed them, laying his hands on them. You have this scene here where the disciples and Jesus are doing some work and Some children come and the disciples are not happy. It literally says the disciples rebuked the kids. Just like, kids, get out of here. You are a distraction to what's really important here. We don't want you. Now we know culturally kids weren't the most accepted at this time in their culture. We totally get that but i love how how jesus gets all worked up here i can just i can just see this scene playing out these they are bringing children to him and his 12 disciples are shooing them off get these kids out of here this is a distraction to what's really important here and jesus says let these kids come to me do not hinder them for the kingdom of god belongs to them Then in verse 15, Jesus says this, For truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and he blessed them, laying his hands on them. I love how Jesus just welcomes these children. They seemed like a distraction to some, but Jesus says, no, no. No, let them come to me. Let them come to me and he took time and he blessed them and he he gives us this an entire analogy that if you do not receive my kingdom like how these kids do, you will never enter my kingdom. What I love about kids is kids are just simple. They're just it's just, you know, this is why we like talk about a childlike faith. Cuz kids are just are just simple. One thing I love about kids is how much they want their parents. I'm just going to ask the moms. I'm not picking on dads here, but moms, in a given day, when you've got your little kids around, how many times a day do you hear the word mom? Just wondering. Like once? Yeah, it's like it's nonstop, right? Like So like when you've got the kids and when they're around their parents, and, and, and I know this is true in my life because i got a nine, seven, and five-year-old. Our five-year-old, man, every, every day, It's just like, Mom, Mom, Dad, Dad, Mom, 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 I need you. He still hasn't learned to finish it off in the bathroom yet, so that one's always fun. He sits back there, Mom, I need you. But that's what I love about kids is, is kids just want their parents or they want the ones who love them. And they just say their name. They just want to just simply be with them. They just trust. They just believe. They just, they just want to be with the one who loves them. That's what children really want. They just, that's, that's just what they wake up just thinking and wanting. Hebrews 11.6 says this. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Church family, prayer is that. Prayer is simply his children, his people, drawing near to him. Prayer is us spending time with him. And it's us coming to him with full assurance. It's us coming to him in faith. Full trust. Full full confidence. That he wants to be with us. And and scripture teaches us, like, be like these children. Have faith like these children. And when when it comes to prayer, that is why I said... If our prayer life is suffering, if we're not praying, it's not a, it is not a time issue. It's a faith issue. We go to the ones we love and we go to the ones we trust. And our Heavenly Father says, come to me. Our Heavenly Father is the one who has all of these promises for us that he rewards those who seek him. Do we believe this? Do we believe that the Lord rewards us for knowing Him and seeking Him? I share this tonight, church, because I think prayer is the most vital thing that His people can do each and every day. But I do know that we don't go to him unless we have faith in him do we believe that he hears us i know sometimes maybe you are just in prayer and you're like pastor i hear nothing i don't know what is happening i i pray i i say these words and it's like well it's it's faith in him saying god i your word says that you are listening to your kids he's listening He desires us. He wants us. I think about David in Psalm 64. Listen to these words here. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory, because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live in your name. I lift up my hands. David says, He seeks the Lord that his soul thirsts for the Lord. David knows the Lord's steadfast love. If you've ever read Psalms, that that phrase comes up over and over and over. David is constantly praising and constantly saying, Lord, your steadfast love. How wonderful your steadfast love is. And and as I look at... at the life of David, his confidence, his assurance in God. God, you, you, you are 100% real. You 100% are listening to your servant David. You love me. Your steadfast love is always there. And as I think about us, church, as I think about God's people, my prayer is that we would have confidence in him. That we'd have faith in Him. And that we'd go to Him. That we would spend time with Him. As I look at this new year, I just think, what if God's people got really serious about prayer? What if God's people desired Him more than anything else? What if we could say, as what David says here, Oh God, You are my God, earnestly I seek You. My soul thirsts for You. I've probably shared this, but as you read the Christian history, and I know I bring up history constantly, did you guys know that every revival that has ever taken place starts with prayer? It doesn't start with a big production. It doesn't start with you know, a, a new hip church. It doesn't start with this you know, you know, cool service that, that churches go for. It literally starts when God's people get on their knees and cry out to Him. You can read this over and over and over. The revivals that take place is when God's people pray. There's nothing else to it. It's not, you know, there's... There's no special magic formula. It's when God's people get on their knees and they cry out and all that they want in their life is more of Jesus. And then God works. And then other people's lives get changed and our lives get changed and our passions change and our desires change. And, and, and God does this beautiful new work within His people, but it always starts when they pray. And as I think about as I think about our county, as I think about our city, as I think about we got 66,000 got 66,095% or so don't even attend church, don't even know who Jesus is, doesn't even spend time with believers. I just think, how are we going to reach people? Prayer. It's plain and simple. It's prayer. It's when God's people humble themselves before the king Get on their knees and say, God, I need you. Lord, do a work in my life. And then God starts to work. And lives get radically changed. I remember, I remember finding out years, maybe not even years, a couple years later, that the night some Christians invited me to spend time with them, they had called, my friend Naomi called her sister, said, yeah, I'm hanging out with this Jeff kid who you went to high school with. And she said, pray for him tonight. And I found out that her sister spent that entire evening praying for me. I was not a believer. I didn't know anything about Jesus. I wasn't like I was a Christian home. And God did a work that night in my life. He started to draw me. He started to bring me to him. And it was like, I look back, and it's like, it's because people were praying. Church family, I want us to be a church of prayer. I want this to be true in my life, and I want this to be true in your life. As you look to this new year, I want us to be saying, God, I want to be a child of prayer. I want to have confidence in you. I want to have faith in you. Lord, do a work in my life this year. And like what I said, it, it just simply starts with just His people praying, with just His people saying, God, I need you. You want to have a better marriage? Pray. (laughs) You want your kids to know Jesus? Pray. You want friends and family? It all comes down to us. His people are praying. And I think it starts with our faith in Him. Because who we have faith in is who we trust and is who we go to. If we have faith in the Lord, we go to Him. We trust Him. And we just come to Him constantly. You might be out shopping. You might be sitting there praying. People might start thinking that you're crazy, but it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, who cares? I remember at Menard, some guy stumbled upon me. I was like in the yard picking up something. I thought, no one's around, and I'm praying, and I'm praising. And this guy just pops out of nowhere, and I thought, this guy probably thinks I'm absolutely crazy. But it's like, who cares? We, we are called to be men and women of prayer who seek Him, who want to spend time with Him. So I want us to pray this evening. I'm going to invite Jeff up and the worship team. and I've said enough preaching. I want us to have an opportunity to spend some time in prayer right where you are. I want you to pray. I want you just to, just to spend some time praying to the King. Just saying, Lord, do a work in my life. I oftentimes think prayer is, I usually start prayer with either a confession of sins or a praise and a thanks to God. I'm not going to command you which way to be going there, but I I always see within Scripture, it's either God's people are coming to, to him in repentance and saying, God, I'm turning from my sins, or it's coming and saying, God, I'm giving thanks this hour. I'm going to start us off, but then I want us to spend some moments in prayer this evening. Father, we need you. Father, I need you. Father, I desire to see you do a work in my heart this year. Father, I desire to be a child that seeks you every day, every hour of every day. Father, I want my thoughts to be upon you. Father, I'm sorry that I've put other things before you in my life. Father, I'm sorry that I've seeked after things of this life. Lord, I, I need you. Father, we come to you tonight. Holy Spirit, do a work. Do a work in our hearts. Father, pour pour out faith within our hearts and minds this evening. Father, draw nearer to your to your children tonight. Lord Jesus, grow our faith tonight. Father, you draw near to your people. You desire to spend time with us. Father, grow a desire within us for you. Father, you forgive us. You love us. You created us. You know us. Even before we even come to you, Lord, you know exactly what's on our hearts and minds. Father, help us just to be children that just spend time with their Father. Father, help us to be people that run to you, that pursue you more than anything else in our lives. Father, I pray, Lord, that we would just run after you this year, that we would be a people that desire you more than anything else. Father, I thank you for the work that you've done on the cross to make us righteous before you. Father, I praise you for your loving kindness endures from generation to generation. Lord, you are faithful to your people. You are kind. You have righteous judgments. You are king your Lord.